Hi guys! We're just diving right in today. <laughs> this is Three Shows in a Book and I am Liz. And I am the other one, Shiloh. And on today's amazing episode, <laughs> um, we are going to be reviewing 1995's Jumanji, which you can get on Prime for $3.99 or watch for smart, free. You can get it for free on Hulu. She's implying that I'm not smart, which is I accurate. Mean. Just a smidge. What kind of wine we got today? Uh, this is the other Elkmont Winery uh, wine. This is Huckleberry Moscato. I'm Let's excited. See. Yeah. These don't have a cool description. Like They have. It's kind of... It's not the wines that are described. The region of Elkmont sits deep in the Great Smoky Mountains along the Little River. Established as a logging town and an, and an elite resort getaway, it has now become a natural park rich in history. Elkmont features beautiful trails and structures preserved from the 1900s. Home of the synchronous fireflies, people travel from all over the world to watch the synchronized flash patterns light up the sky. 6.2% by volume. You know there are hundreds of different species of fireflies and mm -hmm. you can tell them apart by their, by their flashes. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. The synchronized ones though, they're pretty cool. All right. They literally sync up and they all, it's like Christmas lights. They all blink together. It's like women and their periods. <laughs> that too. They all sync up. Me. We all That's sink up down here. Another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just wow. linked a whole lot of things at once. I'm so wow, proud of myself. That was something. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get this show on the road. All right. So, all right. Um, uh, wine. Wine. Sure. You go ahead and open this one and pour that glass, and I'll start with why we chose this movie. So yes. it's. Oh, I gotta let it. Oh, yes. That's the kind of sound I like to hear. It's been a long weekend for me, so. Really? Yes. It was have... a long week for me. I had to work actually five whole days this week. It was rough. Oh, poor you. For real? Poor me. I have a hard, this a was... physically hard job. This is one of the weeks that Ooh, I. that wine smells nice, though. It does. This mm -hmm. is one of the weeks that I only worked four days, so I was super pumped, and that's why I wanted to cast Friday, and I was like, let's podcasting and you're like i'm working yeah and not only did i work Lame. i worked from eight to five Ugh. like it was a whole full friday that never happened who does that dr limmerman that's who does that well what can i say anywho so it's august and it is animals that don't belong there august <laughs> or just animal august if you want to narrow it down know, a little bit but it, i think it just makes <laughs> it, it gives you more of a you know, connection yes. as to like why we're picking the movies. So yours is more accurate. Mine flows better. It does. From a marketing standpoint, Animal August does work better than Animals That Don't Belong There August. I mean, but nothing's gonna top High July though. It's that was the true. best. High that was July so good. Was so on point. <laughs> I can't even. So uh, we did snakes on a plane last week, which you know naturally snakes don't belong on a plane for sure. And um, this week we're doing Jumanji. 1995, so, the original. The original with Robin Williams, Kirsten Dunst, Bonnie Hunt, Bradley Pierce, David Allen Greer. Love him. I His he character Carl was oh the best. Oh my God, so The good. best. Um, Jonathan Hyde. He's a bigger name, I think, and 
you know, I, I really loved his. Is he the Van Pelt and the yes. dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't know yeah. his name, but I recognize his face. Right, because he's all over the fucking right. place. But yeah. he's, he's one he of does those like, guys. Yeah. He Character did, stuff that you recognize the face, but you're like, where the hell? Right. And, like, you can only remember the character name. Yes. <laughs> like, you don't know who the real person is. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, that's that, that's that, that's that guy. It's Jim. <laughs> it's that guy from that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Recently, yeah. Tony and I have been, um, we were watching this show, Suits. We're still watching it. We're trying to kill it. Last season sucks. Um, oh. It really does. Like, they took out a couple of the, the main characters, and I just feel like it, it's it's gone downhill, which is probably why it didn't survive to another season. But mm-hmm. um, That's how that goes. They have a lot of big guest stars that come onto this show. Mm-hmm. And Tony's always like, where's that guy from? And I'm like, and so recently my thing has been describing the roles in which they've played. So this one guy came <laughs> on and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was a gangster of some sort. And Tony's like, ah, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's the guy from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm like, you're right. He is. And we still don't know his name. But <laughs> yeah, Jeremy and I are always like, hey, it's that, who is that guy? And then I'm like Googling like the episode or the, the yes. movie and like scrolling through the cast. I'm like, yes. who the fuck is it? And then I click on him and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. He was in whatever the hell. XYZ. Yes, yeah. exactly. So this movie had, um, in my opinion, an all-star cast. Um, Even if we don't know their names. Fun fact. Oh, this was Shiloh's first time seeing this movie. Yeah, why did you steal my thunder like that? <laughs> it was, in fact, my first time seeing this movie. It was Jeremy's first time as well. What about the kids? Um, so... Kid one and kid Jared? two. But what, what, what? what... What about the kids? So, uh, thing one watched probably about the first 15 minutes of it, and thing two disappeared like three minutes into it. My, they suck. My kids suck. They will never watch movies with us, and it See, drives me crazy. And this movie, when it came out... Hey, did we try the wine? Yes, I did. It's And you didn't say anything about I it. I did not, because I'm so excited about this movie. You don't understand. Like, unlike you, I've seen this movie <sighs> millions of times. I owned it on VHS. And like me. And then... Well, I'm sorry. So the wine is really good. I like it. <laughs> But you the, can definitely but taste the, other the berry Jumanji in it. with with uh, your man in it. My, my man, the Rock. There, mm-hmm. yeah. Now I am a bit of an expert on that one. Now, see, I've only seen that one once. Oh. So the smolder. The only reason, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I watched that movie was because you were like, "I'm watching the Rock." <laughs> Jeremy's getting laid tonight. <laughs> I'm watching yeah. Jumanji again. <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Jungle either, Cruise. Either Jungle one will do the job. In fact, I should probably watch it tonight. Oh, Lord. I mean, you know. Jeremy's getting lucky. Well, because it was interesting to me the the way it actually, like, I didn't, I didn't know going into Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, mm-hmm. which is the new one with The Rock. I yes. did not realize, because I hadn't seen the original Jumanji, I didn't realize like, I didn't know, was it, like, a reboot? Was it, like, a no. whatever? And this movie was really great because, you know, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I see where that's coming from now. Okay, awesome. Oh, I'm so glad they tied that together. Like, and so they, that was cool. They left little hints in Welcome to the Jungle that Alan Parrish was there. Yeah, well, yeah, because so, Alan Parrish saved my life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then on the tree it says, yeah. like, AP was here or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it, it was good... Um, and, I mean, that came out after Robin Williams had died, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out in 2019, I believe. And he died two, 2014. 
Yep. I was going to say 2014. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. I know, right? Um, so anyway, the wine's delicious. The wine is good. It's, I like it. I have to say, it's nothing to write home about. <gasps> it's it's good. It's It's got good flavor. <clears throat> but it's not like, it's not blowing me off my feet. I'm, she's giving me the death stare, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't know what I'm going to do here. <laughs> If I go silent, please call 911. <laughs> it is possible she was just stabbed with her own light-up pen. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, my light-up pen is cute. It is cute, except for you keep shining it in my eyes. Stop. <laughs> Quiet. I can't help it. It's adorable. Yeah, my other pen stopped writing halfway through, and I was like, this pen sucks, and I threw it, and I was like, where's my light-up pen? Yeah, I need my light-up pen for this. Yeah. This this is a magical moment. It um, is. So, main characters are Alan Parrish and Sarah Whittle. Sarah Whittle, yes. And Sarah and Alan are from 1963. This is... It 1969. Takes, 1969. Okay, yeah. And it takes... takes It has two different timelines that are happening here. So you have it actually the, has three. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Because it starts out in 1869 with a couple well, of kids burying the game, which I really wanted to see what the game looked like in 1869. Right. Because you see what it looks like in 1969 and in whenever. 1995. 1995 and in 2019. Right. So I would be interested to see what it looked like in 1869. And also, I just want more history on this game. Like, how was it created? Nobody Obviously, knows. it's been there for a really long time. And what about the French people? Right. Who find it afterwards. Yeah. yeah. On the beach. So um, there's actually a couple of different movies that come after this one before really welcome to the jungle yeah and they were all like kind of lower budget direct video kind of thing yes exactly so i mean i wonder if one of those has any of that in there it would be interesting to see yeah Um, i didn't know those existed so apparently the people from 1880 1869 1869 whatever whatever i'm having a hard time with numbers right now calm down so 1869 okay i got you fam Apparently, the people from 1869 survived and won the game because there were no pieces that were stuck right. to the board. Right. Yep. Unless they didn't and they died. And when they die in real life, they die in the game or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. their pieces fall down. But I mean, I'm there's assuming no... that they, because there wasn't any craziness happening either. Right. As far as, like, you know, wild so animals they just, running loose. Or... Yeah. So they just buried it. And um, so the game turns up. After Alan Parrish has been beat up by these bullies in the neighborhood who have been chasing him around. And this is also where you meet um, Carl, which is David Allen Greer's character. Yep. In his father's shoe factory. In 1969. Parrish Shoes. Yes. And Carl, the soul man, has (laughs) created the first cross trainer ever. And he's, who makes shoes and only makes one? I know, that, right? That I was mean, my I whole it's thought. Like a whole, it's just a prototype, but it took him a year to make it. And I mean, it looked like a freaking Air Jordan. Yes. In 1969. It did. And so he, you know, he was really proud and he was showing Alan the shoe and he's like, oh man, you got to see this thing. It's yeah. awesome. It took me a year to make it. I'm going to show your dad and this is going to be a game changer. If I can get Wilt Chamberlain to wear these, everybody will have a pair in their closet by next year. Right. And so Alan... Puts it down, but he puts it on a conveyor belt that apparently eats shoes. Yeah, it's it's like to cut, it looks like it's to cut the leather. 
Yeah. Is what it's meant to do. And he just sets it down. He's not malicious in any way. No. But he just sets it down absentmindedly and somebody turns on the conveyor. And then that's also when Alan's dad is like, you know, you can't hide out in the factory forever. You got to face your fears. Get out there and go. Face it like a man because it's 1969 and toxic masculinity was very much the thing. Well, I wouldn't know. Well, I wouldn't either, but I wasn't there, but I've heard. Bitch. (laughs) I'm not that old. I mean, (laughs) I'm sorry. I love you. Have some more wine. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, um, so then Alan leaves the factory, but you know she didn't even give me any more wine. (laughs) I only poured myself a glass. (laughs) Wow, you are just. I'm sorry, your glass looked awfully full. (laughs) I don't know, man. This may be the last podcast. Oh dear God, this is, which is too bad because we've got September and October planned out. Plus, we hit our year. I know. Very soon. A year? I oh know. My God. I'm excited. Um, I think. Yeah, we'll have to do some. When we're was gonna our first podcast? Do... It was October something, but what? We'll have to look it up. We will have to look it up. We'll have to have a little podcast party. Yeah. Cause ooh, ooh. That's right, because our first podcast series was all like horror movies because it was October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah. I was freaking out. And we, because you love horror movies so much. <laughs> I was very, um, I was very upset that I was going to have to watch it. Yeah. And then you went and watched the second one. Uh-huh. Because you're weird. Well, I mean, I had to. It was like only natural, it seemed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> When they reboot something like that, you got to see how they did. Mm, which um, was poor. In case yeah, you missed that episode, poor. It was it was a piece of shit. Um, honestly, I'm sorry. It had so much potential. Hot garbage. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. And oh, I'm aware. So many loopholes. Like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? This makes no sense. Like, the whole movie I was questioning they every... Pennywise by calling him names. Right. What? I know. I'm sorry? I know. You're... Just a clown. You're a clown. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. But we digress. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, David Allen Greer meets with um, Mr. Parrish, who is the owner of the factory, who is Jonathan Hyde. And he says, Mr. Parrish says, oh, you had something to show me, Carl? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he's looking for his cross trainer and he can't find it. And then all of a sudden the machine makes a noise and it's on fire. And you hear people yelling, grab the fire extinguisher. And Alan's watching from a distance at the steps on his way out. Because he's been told to go stand up and fight like a man or whatever. Yes. Be brave and whatever. And so he does. He, He just leaves everybody... Well, he's, he's, like, watching, and he knows what has happened. Yes. He recognizes that he put the shoe on On the the conveyor. conveyor. Yep. But he just, like, walks off. Yeah. It was not a shining moment. No. So Carl takes the blame for it and ends up taking the fall for it. Yes. But you don't see what happens at that moment. No, but you pretty much figure. Well, because Carl stands up, and he says, like... That it was me, sir. Yeah. And that's all Plus, you see. he's an African-American man in 1969. Right. So and he's the only one, it looks like, in there was the a, factory. There I was a secretary. Right. But, yeah, in the factory, I was mm-hmm. the only one I saw. 
So anyways, Alan goes outside and he's met with all these kids on bikes and they beat him up. Yeah, beat the shit out of him. And he's in a construction site when they leave him. Yeah. And they're building something like, I don't know if it's an expansion or what at the shoe factory. Right. And so they leave him and he's all bloodied and then he hears the drums. (laughs) Those were not very convincing. (laughs) I can't wait to hear this in my car. (laughs) I hate you so much right now. I know. You love me. Mm, I'm not sure. So, anyways. (laughs) So, anyway, let's also just pause for a moment and say that Billy Jessup is the kid who beat him up. He is the ringleader of all these boys that beat Alan up because Alan is friends with Billy Jessup's girlfriend, who is Sarah Whittle. Whittle. And they're, you know, they're just friends, whatever. But obviously that's unacceptable to Billy Jessup. In his 1969 masculinity. Yes. Um, My woman don't need no other man. Exactly. Um... So, fun fact. Oh, here we go. Fun facts. Um, Love it. Fun facts with Liz. <laughs> um, so. And Shiloh. <laughs> you don't have any fun facts. Not today. Sometimes thunder. I do. Sometimes I get fun facts. Just not today. So, Besides, you've been mean to me. So, eat it. The movie was filmed in various New England locations. Uh, Keene, New Hampshire, is where the where the factory is oh pair of shoes and still to this that's day that's a real shoe factory y- it was a real shoe factory oh. but it wasn't parish and so oh, when okay. when the move when the production team came in to film they saw this old abandoned factory and they thought you know what we're going to use it and they turned it into pair of shoes you can huh. go there today and pair of shoe signs are still up that's cool yeah all up from the original filming Keene, new hampshire i'll have to make a note of that not to mention that um, in 2014, when Robin Williams passed, they did a whole shrine to him and a whole dedication mm. ceremony because he apparently was very good to the town and, you know, did a lot of um, nice things for the town while he was there and even after he had left. Huh. So the people of Keene, New Hampshire, really love Robin Williams. As they should. Absolutely. Who doesn't? Um, and other parts of this were filmed in Maine, but Keene, New Hampshire was the, the main portion of it. That's cool. Um, also, the budget for this movie was $65 million. That doesn't surprise me. I know, with all the... The crazy CGI and puppets and, like, it was a whole thing. It was. And so they, I love how they did that mix of puppetry, animatronics, and the CGI. Yes. Yeah, it was a whole... And the film was actually dedicated to the um, the man who came up with all the CGI and animatronics and stuff because he passed before the movie oh, was released. Was released. Oh, that's yeah. a shame. And honestly, you know, considering that it was ninety five, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, it's I great. mean, it's not super convincing, but it's not like ugh. it's not like Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> it's not like Snakes on a Plane, which is a shame because Snakes on a Plane was much later. Uh, it was like. 2003 or some shit like that. I mean, 
insanity. 2006. Oh my god, even worse. I know, right? I'm trying to cut it some slack, but you know. Yeah. So, and then you also can't. at the box office, they netted 263 million worldwide. Well, that's good. It was a success, even though they did not think it was going to be a success. Really? Yes, really. Huh. <laughs> and it's loosely based off of Chris von Allsberg's picture book Jumanji and he also wrote Polar Express. Huh. Go further, huh? Figure. Which has some terrible CGI. No, he wrote the book Polar yeah, Express. I know. I'm talking about There's the no movie. CGI in Polar I'm Express. talking about the movie which had <laughs> with Tom Hanks and creepy. it yeah. was a good movie. Like yeah. it's good, but like the CGI was nightmare fuel. It's true. It's true. Oh, they're dead eyes. They did have dead eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Makes me think of Matchstick Girl, but go on. Um, hmm. So, anyways, he finds this board game. He takes it home. And, you know, his father was like, I'm really proud of you for standing up to those kids, boys. So, I think, you know, it's, it's time. finally time for you to go to boarding school. Yes. And Alan's like, you're getting rid of me? You don't want me to live here anymore? Right. And then he starts looking through the little pamphlet that his father gives him. And there's a place called Parish Hall. And he said, this is great. And he looks over at his dad and his dad's just kind of smiling at his wife. And he's like, oh, good, you like it. And he's like, kids make fun of me now for being a parish. But, yeah. you know. Now I'm going to have to live in a building named after me. <laughs> and, of course, the dad's like, well, it was named after my father. And like, <laughs> He's like, well, that's great. Why don't you go live in it? And he's like, I, I did. <laughs> Yeah, but the mom and dad are dressed up. They're getting ready to go out for some soiree. Some gala. Yeah, black tie kind of thing. And the dad, of course, is the guest of honor. Making a speech. <laughs> <laughs> Has to make a speech. So, um, yeah, so Alan, he had started playing the game, like, kind of right when he got home. He wasn't specifically playing it. He was it. reading the instructions. Well, and but kind he, of he rolled the dice, the didn't he? No. No, he put... Something happened. The pieces got on the board or something. Yeah, he picked up the pieces because he was feeling them. And uh-huh. when he when he opened his hand, they flew out of his hand and landed in opposite sides of the board. So on the start. Yes. Okay, that's what On it the was. start of opposite sides. Yep. So each, the way the board is laid out, it looks like on each of the corners, there is like a start spot for four players. Yeah. And so you, the goal is to get to the middle. Yes. And call out Jumanji. Yes, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, fun story, Robin Williams uh, used to tell people that Jumanji was a island located in Jamaica. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> That's what he would tell fans. <laughs> He's a goober. I wonder how many people were like, oh my God, we're going to go there for our next vacation. Oh Jumanji. Oh my God, that's going to be so cool. Right? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Where is it? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the pieces are stuck on the board, and then, you know, he shoves the board underneath the couch. Yeah, his and mom is calling him, so he shoves the board under the couch, and... And then this is, you know, slightly citra, after that. Citra. Yes, he's eating dinner at the big dining room table by himself while his parents are getting ready to go to this gala. And then after his dad shares the news with him that they're Which, ready to go to boarding school... I couldn't tell what he was eating. It almost looked like lobster. Yes, it did look like lobster, and it looked like, um, it didn't look like broccoli. It looked like spinach. It was like mm-hmm. lobster and spinach, and then I don't think that those were mashed potatoes. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah, it's, it was odd. Mashed turnips. Couscous. <laughs> I like couscous. It's I good. like couscous, too, but it's seen I as more of a bougie like rice. I would like mashed turnips as well. 
that's more British. Yummy. No, Yummy. No, thank you. Oh, they're good. Um, I like turnips, but I don't know that I would do with mashed turnips. Man, think about that. Mashed with, like, butter. Mm. I don't know. Ugh. I don't know how I feel about that. Hey. Sorry. Wand, biatch. Sorry. My. Your fucking glow pen. Just my glowy star touched pen. Touched my wine. Stop. Um, Dad. So. So he doesn't want to go to boarding school, school and he's pissed off. He throws a fit and tells and his he, dad. Never going to speak to you again, Dad. <laughs> Which he's probably, what, like 12? Um, in the movie, I believe he's 13 because Kristen Dunst is 13. It's supposed to be 13 in that movie, too. So they're about the same age. Mm, okay. I figured Or no, out. not Kristen Dunst. Um, Sarah. Sarah Whittle is supposed oh, to be about 13. To be 13. But she's like a foot taller than him. Well, girls are usually... It's true. Except for mine. Bigger than boys. See, no, we had a teenage girl here on Saturday um, that is the same age as my son and she was definitely, like, she was taller than me. Like, <laughs> well, that doesn't take much. Like, I know. <laughs> shut the floor. Um, Payback's a bit. <laughs> so, karma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, she was definitely way, way taller than my son. And it was hilarious because they used to be best of friends. Aww. And we were like, do you guys remember when you used to play superheroes together? Because <laughs> she always liked to play as Iron Man. That Aww, was her thing. for her. Yes. She was very um, tomboyish. So, it was a... Yes, please, I'll take some more of that. Um... This wine is a good sipping wine because I feel like it doesn't taste like alcohol. I feel like we're getting through it pretty fast, though. 23 minutes in and there's, like, not even an inch left in the bottle. She's licking the bottle, y'all. When she gave me trouble, when she gave me shit for licking the fucking bottle. And here she is. Oh, there's a a spot. You missed a spot. Oh. (laughs) So, here's the difference between Liz and I. There's no difference. There is. We because the I licked the very bottom. So, so you're it just wouldn't, sticking your saliva so all over w- the countertops. Well, it's and better than on your, than sticky wine all over your table. I was licking that. it so that there wouldn't be sticky wine on the table. You were tonguing the hole of the bottle. I was it's not tonguing the hole. Jesus, what a... <laughs> What you were like deep in the no, bottle. No, I was not. <laughs> that is a bold-faced lie. I'm going to sue you. Whatever. For slander. Whatever. You have no proof. We are on air. Uh-huh. We are on air. And we also air. have it on air when you were tonguing the bottle. I was time. not tonguing the bottle. <laughs> you licked it. That is ipso facto tongue. <laughs> well, you licked it too. You were tonguing the bottle. I tongued the butt. <laughs> That shit a rim job. That's right. Tossed it. You were all up in the hole. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I was not tongue in that bottle that you way. Were straight up deep throat in that thing. I, oh my goodness. Anyways, I'm a talented woman, but not yeah. not that talented. Um, I tend to gag. <laughs> <laughs> That's TMI, there, shy. Oh, I gag when I brush my teeth. It's not even like a thing. I can't go all the goddamn time. It's ridiculous. Ever since second child, I'm a gagger. I, I'm, you know, how does that even? I don't know, but it literally, when I was pregnant, I would almost daily like throw up in the sink because oh I would start gosh. brushing my teeth and 
just bleh. yeah gross jeremy would get mad at me and i'm like dude i'm not doing it there's nothing purpose. i can do <laughs> like, yeah. you have to brush my teeth <laughs> no shiloh you don't and it got better but it's still yeah on the top inside mm. especially in the morning bleh. it's great I love it. I wonder if your palate's I'm like, inflamed okay, or something like that. It's time to stop brushing my teeth. No, it's just a leftover. Interesting. Pregnancy leftover. So, anywho. Anywho, so his parents leave, and then he's getting out the game again, and he's wanting to start playing. And Sarah uh-huh. will. And then the doorbell rings. on the door. Yep. And he opens up, mm-hmm. and she, br- she brought his bike back because they took his bike. When they beat him up. And he was like, I was going to go get it myself. Well, he didn't take the board out he was packing a suitcase remember oh that's the... right he was getting ready to run away yeah. yes yeah so, that's right mm-hmm. he was he was he all threw, set like, to open the door and yeah and a can like, of something that was in the fridge which i know I was like what the hell is that yes exactly i yeah, thought I the know. same thing but he had some clothes and some food and he was all packed up in a little suitcase and he was getting ready to run yeah, away he was literally like hold opening the door ready to go and she is standing there with his bike and she's like i brought your bike back and he was like well i was just going to go get it and so she apologized for him and they go inside the house and that's when she hears the drums and he hears them too and he's like you heard that and she's like yeah i heard it duh yeah and (laughs) so then she rolls the dice and it moves the piece and she says it must be magnetic or something (laughs) and um all these bats fly out of the fireplace yeah there was the clue i can't remember what it was something about flying at night yeah they all rhyme yeah which was really cool i liked that give you a bite yeah so when you roll Mm -hmm. the dice um there is a big black thing in the center of the board game it almost looks like a like a like an eight ball yeah like a magic eight ball yeah where it kind of floats up to the top and then these words appear and they're all rhyming words and they all kind of allude to what's going to happen next. but they don't flat out say it no they don't which is nice i like it yeah so anyways then he rolls and his says in the jungle you must wait until, until the dice roll five or eight. five or eight yes and, and they're like huh and then he gets sucked into the board and she's screaming and and that's when the bats all fly out of the chimney like you hear them in the chimney when she rolls you know when she reads out her whatever but they don't fly out that's right yeah they and so they like both look and then they're like oh, okay whatever and he rolls and he gets the stay in the jungle until five or eight and he starts getting sucked into the game and he's like sarah roll the dice but she's like freaking the fuck out and yes. screaming and carrying on and then he gets sucked in and then all the bats come out and she of course flees the, the hell out because they're huge and one lands on her back and she's freaking out and she runs away and all the bats run after her fly after her so then Time goes by, and you see the house has gone into kind of um, an abandoned state. 26 years later. In 1995. And so uh, real estate agents coming in with, you know, Aunt... Nora. Nora. That's right. Because it's uh, Judy and Peter are the two kids, Mm -hmm. Shepard. And... are they? I didn't know it was Shepard. Nora is their It's actually 1990. Wait a minute. Hang on. 1969. Oh, oh, 1696. That's not right. 26. Nope, you're right. You're not a total ass. 
You can do basic math. <laughs> now I'm getting the death stare. <laughs> yeah, so the real I will continue the podcast without you. I'll invite Lisa over here and her and I will just have at it. <laughs> that nobody can replace Or us. celery. Our chemistry. Celery. Well, maybe celery could. Celery, we can long distance this shit, girl. Connect. <laughs> Whatever. You can't do it without me. You don't have her contact info. I do. No, you don't. You do not. I do. We were on a group text, and I still got that shit. So, ooh. Hate your face. Anywho. Anywho, 26 years later. Um, And you see a very young Kirsten Dunst, who plays Judy, Mm -hmm. which is the oldest of the two children by Aunt Nora. Well, Aunt, Aunt Nora... Bless you. Excuse me. Woof. So Judy and Peter, they are orphaned because their parents died in a car accident. um, In Canada. Last winter. Well, we don't know a ski trip yet. She just says they died in a car accident in Canada last winter. Okay. So anywho, uh, Kirsten Dunst is Judy and the boy is Bradley Pierce. And fun fact, fun facts by Liz. (laughs) And Shiloh. Um, no, these are just by Liz. <laughs> Bradley I'm throwing Pierce, myself in there every time. Bradley Pierce. Yes. Is a very, very famous voice actor. Oh, yeah? And you'll never guess. No. Two of the films that you love and adore, he voiced. No, tell me. He was the voice of Chip in Beauty and the Beast. Oh! And he was also the voice of Flounder in The oh. Little Mermaid. So he's really good at little kid voices. So, well, that was all in the si- same time period. Oh, yeah, so when I guess he was, was a kid. Wasn't he? Yeah. Huh. And so, as an adult, he continues to do voiceovers here and there for like video games, but he doesn't really have to work all that much. And he just kind of he enjoys his life. Yeah. And Boy, uh, I wish that would happen to me. Right. He hey, has- anybody want me to be a voice actor? I am all for it. Let's hear a British accent. Wait, <laughs> do you want a Cockney one or like a posh one? Both. I want to hear them both. Cool, governor. <laughs> <laughs> Blimey. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> okay, okay, calm down. What? What's the posh one? Or was that the posh one? No, that was the Cockney one. Um, let's see. Let me, let me get in my, my British, posh British headspace. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Not right now. You're not hired. No, it's okay. <laughs> I gotta see the character to really be able to inhabit the character and give the proper accent. You're Anita from 101 Dalmatians. <sighs> no, I'm not. Anita, darling. That's not. That's not Anita. That's no. Cruella. That's Cruella. You but said she's I'm talking Anita. to Anita. Eh. Oh my god. Anyway, so Judy is apparently kind of a pathological liar, which is fantastic. And um, Peter doesn't talk. No. It, well, he talks to Judy, but apparently that's the only one he talks to. I have another fun fact. Oh, here we go. I Let's know. Sing it. So, um, fun we'll facts f- with Liz. <laughs> yes. And thank Shiloh. you. No. <laughs> So, um, 
Scarlett Johansson actually auditioned for the role of Judy. Oh, really? But because she huh. was 10 years old when she auditioned, she didn't get the part, and Kirsten Dunst did. Was this before or after Interview with a Vampire? It was after. So really? they were pretty impressed with the fact yeah. that she had already had a major picture released and that had done well. Hmm. So she had all this experience, and Scarlett Johansson really hadn't done much at that time. Um, but shortly after that, she did land a role that then put her on the mark map and got her some some work but yeah some work that's so funny it's fucking scarlett johansson she got a role that got her some work well i mean <laughs> if she hadn't gotten any Back work day, she may not have been scarlett johansson she may just be some you know i mean she'd still whatever be working johansson, at but you know victoria's secrets at, or something i hop <laughs> <laughs> oh and my scarlett, god i'll take your order <laughs> <laughs> try the crepes <laughs> in here (laughs) (laughs) what's the percentage in this bottle bro 6.2 it's not bad it's just it is 6.2 i haven't had anything to eat since like two o'clock so oh well that's why you're getting all tipsy but you saw me finish dinner so i did in fact Um, finish dinner you have no excuse i know so anywho they move into this this house this house is fucking gorgeous aunt nora wants to turn it into a bed and breakfast which is really funny because she's like, I think this is what Bransford, Brant, what is it, Brantford, Bransford, Brants? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever Bransford needs is a B and B. But then later, when you see the town, like the entire town is just ghetto. It's all graffitied and everything is shut down and yes. there's garbage everywhere. And, and this is 1995. People on the streets. Yes, and it's just really bad. Well, like, it's really bad. It's like downtown Detroit. So the house gets cleaned up by Aunt Judy and Nora. Kids, Nora and the kids are getting ready for school. And well, first they go up. First they go up. They're they tell Nora tells Peter to take something to the attic. Yeah. So he goes up to the attic and it's this huge like it's not a crawl space attic. It is like a whole floor attic. So it's really cool attic. There's all kinds of shit up there because the house came fully furnished. Which is a whole nother weird thing. But the house was fully furnished, so she's telling him to take take something up in the attic, and he goes up there, and there's one of the bats is in the attic. And he freaks the fuck out and runs away. And then we see the exterminator, Exterminator, and he's up in the attic, and the kids are following him around, and he's talking about, oh, well, I'm... I would, the reason you got the house so cheap, or I can't remember if he actually yes, says that. Yes, he but does. It's Nobody wanted to buy a murder house. Nobody wanted to buy a murder house. And they're like, what? Some girl saw, said she saw bats like those in the 60s here, but those are African bats. They're yeah, she, bats. Judy no, shows uh, a picture of the bats, the bat that Peter thinks that he saw. Yes. Yes. And he says, you know, well, I wouldn't want to live in a murder house. And she said, what? And then he <laughs> said, like, huh? Old man Parrish chopped up his son into little pieces and put him in the walls. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I was wondering is, like, what do they think happened to Alan? Well, and they, they think, think that dad murdered dad him. Dad murdered him, yeah. Yep. Which would make sense as to why the house would remain vacant. Mm-hmm. Because if it has such an ugly history attached to it, that it yeah. would take an outsider 
to purchase the house. Yeah. Like, it's gorgeous. It is a mansion. There's this beautiful, like, oh, my God, the staircase. Like, I've got a fun fact for you. curved staircase that goes up all the levels, and there's, like, a skylight at the top of it looking down. It's fun facts by Liz and Shiloh. Not Shiloh. Not Shiloh. Not Shiloh. Not Shiloh. Especially Shiloh. So the very last scene in the movie, mm-hmm. and all the scenes where the house is intact, mm-hmm. were all filmed before any of the damage to the house. I mean, that would make sense. And they did it because they had to literally destroy the mansion set. Ugh. It was a set, though. It wasn't like a for real house, right? There was a for real house. Like for exterior shots? Exterior shots okay, only. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I was like, don't tell me they destroyed that beautiful staircase. No, they, they did destroy the beautiful staircase. But, but it, it was, wasn't a real one. Correct. It was like particle board painted. <laughs> yes, they were props. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, anywho, then um, then sure. it's time for school. There's no bats, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Peter and Judy hear the drums. And, you know, Judy's yeah. been hearing them and- all along. But Peter says he hasn't heard them. And then when they're getting ready to leave for school, he looks up and she's like, you hear the drums. And he's, he's like, like, no, no, I don't. He goes to walk away and then they start up again. He's like, <gasps> and she's like, you do hear them. But Aunt Nora at this point has left to go to the permit office. So she's like, okay, are you guys going to be okay getting on the bus yourselves? And, like, there's a whole thing where they're, like, freaking out listening to the drums. And she doesn't hear anything. And she's like, hello, are you sure you're okay? And they're like, yeah, let go. put you on a bus before? Did your parents wait and put you on the bus? Like, yeah. So it's a whole thing. So she leaves. Nora leaves. They go upstairs chasing after the drums. And they find it in the attic. So then they run upstairs, they find the game, and they open it up, and they start playing it. Which, this part of it reminded me a lot of Never Ending Story. Yes. Where they're, you know, a couple of kids supposed to be going to school, instead they're up in this big cool attic, they've got this um, something that pulls you into another world kind of situation going on. So I liked that part. It really was, I had very much feelings of never ending story. Fun facts by Liz. And Shiloh. <laughs> so the author of this book um, that the movie was loosely based off of hated, hated the game Monopoly. And oh, that's God. what encouraged it's him awful. to write Jumanji because he hated the fact that it was like there was no real lesson other than money is power. Yeah. And that more money. there weren't like real things that happened, like consequences in the game other than like losing money and like having to go to jail. Right. So jail. he just didn't he just didn't like that he had to spend eight hours to play a game and it did yeah. nothing other than teach you that money is power. <laughs> Fun fact by Shiloh. Go. Monopoly was actually invented by a woman who did not get credit. (gasps) Surprise. (sighs) That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Look that up. She got screwed. Shock and amazement. Well, it's like the woman who invented the internet. It's like the woman who figured out DNA. And it's like the woman who did all kinds of stuff and didn't get credit for. (laughs) Damn it. It's like endemic. <laughs> Women frequently don't get credit for yeah. their inventions and their Truth. discoveries. Fuck the patriarchy! Women are the superior creature. I'm just just throwing that out there. 
Yeah, pretty much. Men are basically brain da- damaged women. <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> they are. They think because they got an Audi instead of an Innie, they're right. special. Right. <laughs> but there's a study, and honestly, um, I'll share it with you, Shiloh, later on. But there's cool. a study, and um, don't judge me, people. My therapist showed this to me. It's good for you. It is. Everybody and should have a therapist. What makes women superior because we can go to therapy and not feel ashamed. We can um, talk about our feelings. It's true. So uh, my therapist shared this study with me that they did brain scans of all these women and all these men who were roughly, you know, same age, height, body type, you know, very similar, Mm -hmm. just looking at their brains. Mm -hmm. And the difference is, is that there are underdeveloped sections of the brain in a man, Hmm. whereas in a woman, those sections that are underdeveloped in men are more fully developed. So they are like brain damaged women. So are there any um, (laughs) undeveloped sections in women that are more developed in men? Not that they can see. Mm, So they mostly just got muscles. Correct. Huh. And a penis. And a penis. And Audi instead of an Amy. Correct. I know, right? Interesting. And their nipples don't function. So what's the point of that? I mean. (laughs) I'm just saying. Yeah. Our body serves a higher function, functionality than a man's. Truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not all men. <laughs> Hashtag not all men. <laughs> Hashtag men matter. <laughs> but I didn't like dick so much. <laughs> right? There are a lot of men that I really enjoy. Right. Carnally or otherwise. And they're not all wastes of time. But there's there's quite a sizable population of men that are just yes ridiculous i agree i agree like that one guy with the podcast and he's i can't think of his name which one there's a lot of them the one that went all like sexist and weird and he's all in the news right now um oh troy uh, or tony or no i don't know brad price no no he was on the news for (laughs) bradley price is the name of the person that plays peter shepherd no i thought he was bradley pierce oh pierce he is there you go this is price i believe but I don't know. Anyway. Let's just keep anywho. going. Anywho. So they start playing, and the first thing they pull is giant mosquitoes, and they are fucking huge. Right. And then, you know, Judy bats one out the window, and the window opens, and they all kind of just go out the window. Right. And then the next thing that they roll is a lion. But Peter rolls a five, which then wait, releases Wait, no, they Alan. got monkeys. They got monkeys, too. I think they got monkeys, and then they got a lion? No. Yes, they got monkeys... That are in the kitchen going crazy. Oh, yes, because he he rolls a double, so he gets yes. to go twice. Yeah, yes. so first he gets monkeys yes. that are going crazy, and then they get out. And then he rolls the five, which releases a lion and Alan. Yes. 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 Who has... Who has a turtle shell hat, which I just thought was fabulous. I loved his costume um, the whole movie. Like, he was just so good. Alan um, was played by Robin Williams, and he did a phenomenal job. Just brilliantly. This is the moment I have been waiting for. Fun facts by Liz. It's Because I contributed one. So, (laughs) here are the people they considered before Robin Williams to play the place of adult Alan Parrish. Tom Hanks. 
What? Was choice number one. Hold on. There's a whole list of them. And I didn't even write them all down. Dan Aykroyd. What? Right? Bruce Willis. No. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. What? Could you imagine? No. Next you'll be telling me Sylvester Stallone. Kevin Costner. Ugh. Sean Connery. No. (laughs) Alec Baldwin. Ugh. I love Alec Baldwin, but still, I like, like I like Beetlejuice. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin now is kind of. Ugh. I mean, this list of names, and there were a ton more, and these were just the ones that I decided to write down because these were the most egregious to me. Um, <laughs> now I was Dan Aykroyd, really, <laughs> and I love me some I Dan, Dan Aykroyd, but not for like, this part. No, not for this part. No, like what? What? Mm-hmm. The only one that. For me, that could possibly be considered would be Tom Hanks. See, and I don't even think Tom Hanks could have pulled it because off. Because he's got that kind of childlike, nice guy thing going. Yeah. That's the only reason. But all, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger? I I'm know. sorry, Governor, but Bruce Willis. What? Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis? Willis? When, did, when did Die Hard come out? What were I they know. thinking? I think Die Hard was the 90s. I want to say, like about the same time but Tom Hanks because he was the first choice um he was unable to play the role not saying that he wasn't interested but he was working on um Apollo Mm. so he wasn't able to there were three diehards out by the time this movie came out yeah Die Hard Die Hard 2 and Die Hard with a Vengeance why that's why they wanted Bruce Willis because he was hot no, but well, yes, but I mean, like, hot in the sense of he was popular. Yes. But, like, what? I this thought Bruce like Willis a, was good looking. Eh, he's okay. Um, This is a kid's movie? Right. So why do you want a guy that's yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers? Yes. Like, that's, that's no. Yes. So go on. Robin Williams was absolutely the correct choice. He was. And this whole movie, he does a, a fantastic job. We're going to yes. have to, like... Speed talk. Speed talk it. Yes. So, so here's what I wondered about this. He's back, and of course he's an adult. It's been 26 years. He has grown up. Why does he not realize that he's grown up? Because he comes out of there and he's like, "Oh, my house," I'm, and he's like calling for his mom and dad. Like well, he doesn't understand that he's an adult. Well, I mean, you got to think he was also like thirteen when he went into the game, so maybe he doesn't realize that. And I mean, at twenty six years later, his parents shouldn't be dead. Well, not necessarily, but I, it just felt like that was really. It's weird. not like, like you turn why? fifteen and twenty years later your parents die. It's not. You know what well, I mean? Like, not for everybody. Yeah. So, and the house looks the same because all the furniture is the same. So I can see where. I mean, I guess. I don't know. It was just weird And to he's me. like, are you my brother and my sister? Right. Like, that was just kind of weird. I don't know. Because he's like, he. if you say he was 13 when he went in there, then he's like 40. So. His parents would be in their 80s. Why would he have younger. a 13-year-old sister? Hey, there is a, um, I can't remember the name of the guy, but he had his first child at 71. But that's a guy. That's different. <laughs> different i did hear about a couple that were like 70 and 72 that just had their first child via like not surrogate she carried it but it was like ivf why would you ivf at that age i don't because they always wanted kids but they just after they she was so the kid turns 20 and they're 90 right yeah um where did i see that let me look at this because i think it was in india 
Um, so anyways, he looks around. He's all confused. He gets the tiger or the lion into the bedroom, locks it up. And now the kids have this mission of convincing Alan Parrish that he needs to play this game because they're realizing that they, or no, they haven't realized that yet. So they are shocked that it's him. Um, they go to play the game. They can't play the game because there are two other pieces on the board. And Alan is like, yeah, there's, you know, I'm not there's, playing the game. I'm not playing the game. Peter's like, are you scared? He's like, I'm not scared. I'll just be here to watch you guys. It's, yeah. It's nightmares there's that come like out of that game. There's like a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you don't know scared. Yeah. There are things that hunt you in the night. Yeah. I mean, the movie is just And cool. then you hear a scream and you hear them eating and you just wonder if you're going to be dessert. Exactly. So, I mean, the whole movie is like, like a that. war flashback. But it's so great because yeah. I just, it's. He did such a good job. Robin Williams was 100% the perfect person for this role. Yeah, it was perfect. He did brilliantly. It sounds like you're peeing. <laughs> um, yeah, so somewhere in there also, um, we find out that Carl is now a police officer. Soul Man Carl is now a police officer, and monkeys steal his brand new cop car. Which is hilarious. Yes. Because there's a shotgun loaded and ready to go, like, pointing up in the, like, racked, but pointing up in the ceiling of this cop car. And the monkeys, first of all, blow a hole in the roof. And then they steal the car, which it's amazing how well they know how to drive. Yes. Like, they just, that monkey, like, just straight away shifted into gear and jumped down to push the pedals and they were off. Well, the whole time the monkeys are super smart in this Yeah, they're movie. ridiculous. I mean, they, they're seen on a motorcycle holding a gun, and I mean, yeah. they look hilarious. Yes. I fucking love it. Um, the monkeys were CGI, and they were pretty well done CGI. Yeah. Yeah. So, By and large, yes. Long story short, they Too have late. to figure out who the fourth player is, and well, Alan, Alan is knows, like, yeah. it's Sarah. So now they got to go find Sarah. Mm-hmm. So they go to Sarah's old house. They Which find Sarah. Which is fucking gorgeous. Yes. I love that house. It's she, like craftsman with this beautiful stone porch. Oh. And she goes by Madame Serena now. She's no <laughs> she's longer. A psychic. Yes. Sarah Whittle. And um, so they she passes out and they pick her up and take her back to you know, yeah. the parish house. <laughs> yep. And Ellen is literally carrying her back to his house over his shoulder. So they convince her to, to, no, they don't convince her to play the game. They trick her into playing the game. Yes. And she does not want to. She has a therapist, and yes. the therapist has convinced her that this was all, you know, what happened that night when Alan got sucked in was all just like a hallucination. True. It never happened. And so she's really having a hard time with this whole concept. Fun fact. That he's back. Oh, for fuck's sake. Fun facts by Liz. And Shiloh. Um, The original board that was used in the film mm-hmm. sold in 2014 at auction for $60,800, which was considered a steal. Wow. Or a bargain. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Isn't it, though? That'd be neat to say you had. Yes. I had the original Jumanji. I only Robin paid, Williams touched this. I only paid 60000 for it. I should have gotten two. <laughs> <laughs> Pinky's out. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's let's try to shorten this up so we're not passing too far over the hour mark. Um, okay. Things happen. Creatures happen. 
bust so out the house every is crazy. time they roll it is a new thing so the first time they roll um the vines the vines with the flowers and he says watch out for the pods carnivorous vines um and then after that it's the stampede stampede and then a pelican steals the board yes and so well yes yes because I sort of feel like the hunter guy comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. He comes out first. Yes. No? No. The vines come out first. Yes. Then the hunter. Then the stampede. Yes. Right. And then the pelican steals the board and they have to go after it. And the hunter guy is after Alan. Alan. He's got this grudge against him. Which the hunter is also played by Alan's dad. So. Makes sense. There are some theories online. Saying that Alan went a little cuckoo on the inside of Jumanji. Which, and he who was would blame him? Hallucinating him. But that theory is not credible because other people see. Yeah. Other people. Like, he tries to kill Sarah. What's his name? Von. Van Pelt. Van Pelt. Yes. Um, then the pelican throws the board into the river and they have to save it. And then Alan gets arrested. Yes. By Carl, and so to try and win the game, because they're only 12 spaces away... Peter tries to cheat. Yeah, he tries to drop the dice to land on a 12 instead of rolling the dice, and so he, he gets, gets called out be- for being a cheater and gets turned into a monkey. Fun fact? Kind of. Yes. Fun facts by Liz and Shadow. Um, so it took them three hours to put the movie or to put the, the monkey makeup, makeup on, him. on him. Oh, that's yeah. kid. And that's a lot so to go through. In order to keep him entertained, it's said that the very first time they did it, he watched um, the Planet of the Apes. Oh, fun. That's cute. Because <laughs> it was a long movie and it was about monkeys. And that's great. So they set up a TV in his dressing room. All right. Aw, that's nice. Um, so he's being arrested, but then he notices that it's Carl who's arresting him. And in the car, he talks to him and says, you know, like, hey, uh, I, you're Carl, Ellie, right? You know me. Yes. Yeah. People used to call you the soul man. And he's like reminiscing. And then he's like, I'm really sorry about this. And Carl's like, what the hell are you talking about? And he's like, it's me, Alan. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I put your shoe on the conveyor belt. And dude's like, what? Wait. And yeah. So he's like, oh, it's me, Carl or Alan. And he convinces Carl to let him go. And then. Yeah. He's like, it sounds really weird, but I can, I can get us out of this. You just have to let me go. Yeah. So he lets him go. But at this point, the, um, Von. Van Pelt. Van Pelt has, is chasing after Sarah and the kids. Yes. And they go into like town where everybody is basically at this point just. Looting. Yeah. It's everybody's insane. Everybody's lost their goddamn minds. Which I mean makes there's, sense. There's freaking elephants and rhinos stampeding through town. So, monkeys yeah, and giant Monkeys and the giant mosquitoes that are biting people and causing them to have all kinds seizures of seizures and, and shit. Yeah, and I love that one rhino that was always, always at the end as a charge, yes. and he's like, <laughs> 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 yes, every single time, and he looks back at yes. the, <laughs> he always looks back like he's struggling. <laughs> he really thing. is struggling. Um, 
so then after that they get into a tussle at this like walmart type. a lot yeah it's a discount store it reminded me a lot of ollie's yes but it had a lot more stuff. It, it had like a whole camping section. It's yes. a discount store, but it had like a whole camping section. Yes. And it had tires. That's why you're saying it's more it like a Walmart yes. type deal thing. But it looked like an Ollie's. It had all those big signs and stuff yeah. like you see at Ollie's. So but one part about that that I was like, what? They had scuba gear. This is a discount store in New, in Hampshire. New Hampshire. And they had full on scuba tanks. I mean. And I'm like, really? Yeah. I, I mean, it worked well. They played it in really nicely, but I'm like, they seriously, did. They come did. on now. Well, they needed something to, to, to make drive it. the canoe. Yeah, yes, I mean, exactly. I get it. I get it. But So, um, also, the other thing that seemed really unrealistic was when the paint cans were falling and, you know, you see his hand and uh -huh. it, like, literally the paint can falls on his hand, but his fingers don't really move all that much. Like, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. if that paint can was full of paint, that motherfucker would be in so much pain. Yeah, that would have hurt a lot, but he's so not real, so... Yeah, true, true, you true. Know, that, that was my thought, because you aren't gonna, you aren't gonna get up and walk off when an entire multiple story, sh well, not story, but, like, five or six shelf paint can yes. display of gallons of paint falls Fall on, on you. you so you're not getting up from that and he just brushes it yeah. off and walks away and he's all he's all spatter painted which was really cute i thought that was great i yeah. loved that that was awesome so um they get away from him they decide they're going back to the house to finish the game because they're all so very close to the end mm -hmm. and so they roll again and it's um Let's see, monsoon. Mm -hmm. The monsoon happens, yep. then they roll again, and after the monsoon, oh. Also, at this time, Nora fact. and Carl, Nora finds Carl, like her car, a monkey gets into the her, car. her car. So she, like, runs away from the car. Yeah, these monkeys are, like, carjacking. It's yes. really bizarre. I love so it. she runs away from her car, and she finds Carl, who his brand new cop car is destroyed. Just a shit show. There's no front door. There's no hood. There's holes in the roof. All of the windows are smashed out. Like, it's amazing that it's drivable. And she's like, oh, my God, can you give me a ride back to my house? I need to get to the parish house. And he's like, yeah. And so they get in, and then a vine, one of the crazy vines, busts out. And, like, grabs the car and crushes the car in half and drags it into the woods. So they are, like, walking. So they get there and they're trying, they hear screaming from inside of the house and they're trying to get in. And they finally get the doors open and, like, the entire fucking monsoon comes out and just washes them away. So speaking of the monsoon. Tell me about the monsoon. Fun facts by Liz. Um, so... Robin Williams was instructed that he, like, one of the reasons why they did not want to cast him initially yeah. was because his tendency to just kind of go off script Improvise. and he just improvises. So he told the um, producer that he wasn't going to improvise, which he did not, but he was allowed to improvise on some of those things. And you can't, um, you don't know which scenes were improvised and which ones weren't because the producer filmed stuff that was by the script and then he would refilm it improvised mm -hmm. so the monsoon portion where sarah is holding open the crocodile's mouth with her, with her legs yeah um and he jumps down and he gets on that gator and he's just you know fighting it there's one scene that's not in the movie unfortunately and this is the reason why alan's character goes through and he elbows the crocodile boom and <laughs> 
Robin Williams was so wrapped up in the scene that he forgot that that was actually an actor inside oh, of... No! <laughs> inside of an outfit. And so you could... You heard the guy scream because he was in pain because Robin Williams just <laughs> elbowed him. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they obviously didn't use that scene. Oh, that's funny. So all this water rushes out, um, and, you know, now Aunt Judy and Carl. Nora. Or Aunt, Aunt Nora, Nora. Damn it. Are on on doors. It's very Titanic. They are yeah. riding on these doors, and these giant crocodiles are swimming past them, and they're screaming. And so now the house is emptying out of water. So then they get up higher to high ground. They're yep, back they in the attic. They get up to the attic. Yep. And, um... That's when they, you know, they roll again. And uh, what happens next after that is it's... Uh, Alan, I think it's Alan gets quicksand. Quicksand. So he sinks into the floor and Sarah's trying to save him. So to help them, Judy rolls again. And is this where she gets the spiders or is this where she gets darted? Uh, This is where she gets the spiders. And then she gets the spiders and then they have to bring the board over to, well, okay, so Peter has to go get the axe and she's, he's telling, there's giant spiders. It's horrifying. Alan is telling Judy to bring the board over to Sarah because that's the only way to stop it is that she's going to roll next. So she, he's like, put the dice in your mouth and, you know, Alan's back up or stuck in the ground with Sarah and so she does she shoots and then well Judy, that's when Judy gets shot by before one of the vines comes up through the floor right? and shoots her in the throat yeah and with poisonous darts right they do that the flowers do that exactly so she pulls the darts out brings the board over anyways and you know uh Sarah rolls she gets earthquake mm-hmm. which then all the spiders go away and the they earth opens up and the know, house literally splits in half yes Alan falls through the floor. Sarah's trying to save him, but she can't. The board also falls through. But Alan only has, Alan's the next one to roll. And Mm -hmm. he only has to roll like a two or something like that. A three, I think. Yeah. And so he, you know, he's getting ready to roll. He's getting ready to roll. Judy is dying. Yes. Uh, Peter is a monkey. What's going on with Sarah? Something's going on with Sarah too, I think. Uh, No, she's still upstairs trying to tend to Judy. Okay. Yeah. And then... He's getting ready to roll, and in comes Van Pelt. Yes. Well, she's trying to get down to him, because he had taken the vine all the way down. Oh, and that's so she right. she was yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to get back down to him. And he's got, you know, and Van Pelt opens up the door, and he's like, get up. Hands up. And he's like, what's in your hand? Drop it. Like, he doesn't even... And, you know, Robin <laughs> Alan's like, like well, drop sure. it? Okay. So he drops it. Only one of the dies lands on the board and the, the other, other one, one shoots down. over and like is falling 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 rolling 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 falling 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 and it rolls and lands on a two i thought it did a three and then he rolled a one upstairs he rolled a one upstairs but i thought it landed on two whatever it doesn't, doesn't even matter. matter um he he makes it and the board starts to read jumanji on it and then you know the guy's Robin like Williams is like jumanji. any last words yeah and he just says jumanji like he whispers it and he goes huh yeah <laughs> and felt like hey and he's like jumanji and then of course everything starts getting sucked into the board oh well all the also, animals he tries to shoot him Yes. And yeah, well, she jumps. Yeah, Sarah, Sarah jumps, jumps in, in front, front of him, him and like the bullet is right in front of their faces and then it starts to dissolve. Yes, because it's spinning all going Everything's back into getting the game. Everything's getting back into the game. 
And then this is where they are like holding each other and hugging each other and they're down on their knees and everything is swirling around them. And then they open their eyes and all of a sudden it's 1969 and they're kids hugging each other. And they still remember what happened, which is great. I'm yes. glad they remembered. Yes. Um, so they end up throwing the game into a river. They tie a bunch of bricks to it, yes. throw it into the river. And that's how it ended up on the beach in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Um, but also at this point, you know, she's, Sarah's thinking, well, we're going to remember we're going to be kids. We're not going to be adults anymore. Let me do this real quick. She, she kisses Alan. Yep. And... Um, also Alan tells his dad that he's yeah, so Alan's sorry. Alan's dad comes back in and Alan, you know, they make up. Yes. And then it turns out, you know, in the future, back to 1995. Well, first Alan's like, oh crap, the kids. Yes. And, and Sarah's like, dude, it's 1969. They don't even exist yet. Yes. He's like, oh, right. And so, um, Alan and Sarah are married at this point. Yeah, they flash forward their child, to 1995 in the new timeline. I would think 1994 living? because this Maybe. is because remember they the no, parents yeah, 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 died yeah. the parents aren't dead a yet. year yes yes so yeah that's it's 1994 they're having they're in the mansion Christmas. they're having this big Christmas party Sarah is very very pregnant seems like it's a company party too yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure um, and then uh, uh, Judy and Peter's parents come in and you know Sarah and Alan are so excited because they still remember Judy and Peter yes. and they're like oh you're here where are the kids and they're like how did you know we had kids yeah well he they knew because their excuse sarah's excuse was like oh you told alan so much yeah and alan told me all about them obviously we love kids points to her belly then the kids show up but they don't remember it looks like they do remember because they're kind of looking at them like hey yeah i don't know i couldn't tell if they remembered or not i hoped that they did but i couldn't tell for sure i felt like they remembered i hope so so um yeah and then yeah. so then the um, parents say that they were planning they're, on they're hiring the dad yes and you know the dad is like okay well you know they're like when can you start you know meet everybody here tonight and then when can you start and they were like well we were thinking about taking a ski trip in the canadian rockies before we start and sarah and, and alan. alan are like no <laughs> And they're like, what? And they're like, no, no, we need you to start sooner than that. We really need to get marketing this new cross trainer. And they're like, oh, okay. We'll start yeah, next no week. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So the parents stay alive, presumably. And Sarah and Alan end up happy together. And everything is repaired and set up for Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle with my beautiful rock. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to say for 1995, this gets every sip of five cheers i'm gonna give it four and a half <gasps> you monster because you gave it five so there hmm. holy shit bitch it was a really good movie i liked it was it amazing it was, it really was good. so good i enjoyed it yeah it's such and it holds up i'm sorry if you've never seen it please take the time it's so good it is I mean, really enjoyable i i and and jeremy was even like yeah, like, you know, we were like, I don't remember ever seeing that, which it was 1995. So, you know, we were graduated from high school and he was starting college and I was taking a gap year. So it's not really surprising that we didn't see it. Um, 
But he's like, yeah, I really didn't have any intention of watching this. But we kind of started it while we were sitting in the living room eating lunch. Yeah. And so he he watched the entire thing. And he's like, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Like, I really didn't intend on watching this. It's underestimated for sure. And it's a classic. And Robin Williams does an amazing job. Yeah, he does. All right, I'm going to let you read the wine first. Okay, I liked it. I'm going to give it four cheers. I'm going to give it two. <laughs> You're a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, I agree. Um, four, for sure. Okay. It okay, was good. good. It was it was a comfortable drink. I have mm-hmm. to say, I don't feel tipsy. Um, I mean, maybe a little bit. My speech is only slightly slurred. I'm a little flushed. A little, little, little piggy treasure chain. Yeah, a little flushed. Um, yeah, it was good. It's a good sipping wine. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Easy to kill that bottle, though. I think we killed it in, like, 40 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. Yeah, it was fast. But, mm. you know, it never really takes us a super long time. No. But I liked it because, you know, it's Huckleberry. It's different. It is different. Yeah. So that's nice. All right. So, so what's next week? That's a great question. What is next week? Um, I don't know. I feel like I know the answer to this, and now I can't remember I mean, what it you is. you should do because you picked them all. I did not pick them all. You did. Um, so we did Snakes on a Plane. You straight Jumanji. up picked them all. 100%. We're, you mentioned something about Sharknado. Are we still oh, doing that? Oh, Sharknado. Yes. I think Sharknado is the next one. Okay, cool. Get ready for this monstrosity. I have <laughs> never seen it. Have I have seen not it? either. No. I've just straight avoided this movie my entire life because because Sharknado. Sharknado. Yes. Right. Yeah. Same. So I'm kind of excited. There's like a million Sharknados, but we have to watch the very original, the very of first course, one. Of course. So Gotta start at the beginning. We'll do that. And then we'll announce September. We're still kind of tweaking that. I know what it's called already. <gasps> Tell me what September's called. Shitty Horror September. See, that, that isn't, it's not like High July. I mean, well, nothing is like High July. It's not even like Animal August. And wait till October, because I don't know what we're going to do with that one. We may lose our alliteration streak. Damn it. Fuck. Okay. Anyway. So, uh, <laughs> like, follow, subscribe if any of that applies to you. And follow my Instagram. The other one, Shiloh. I post on it sometimes. More often than I do on three it's shows true. in a book. It's very, very true. <laughs> so lagging on social media. Fuck social media. Terrible. Um, okay. Anyway, see you next time. Thanks for listening. We'll talk at you later.